Hey there, Mike Stelzner coming to you with a fascinating update you might not be familiar with. Did you know that Social Media Examiner can deliver all the marketing, training, news, and trends, insights that you need into your inbox three days a week when you sign up for our newsletter and it's completely free? Simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates and take your marketing to the next level. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I'm excited about today's show. I'll be joined by Todd Bergen, and we'll explore how to create Instagram live videos and creative ways to repurpose those live videos in other mediums. By the way, you want to reach me? Email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. And now for this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in the social jungle. Here is this week's survival tip. This week I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric? I found a really cool tool that lets you upload landscape video and then make perfect cropping shots for vertical video and export that out. What's it called? So this is called Crop Video. You can find it at crop.video. And I'm kind of amazed at how well this works. (laughs) So just to be clear, um, this is taking a 16 by 9 video and finding a segment of that video and cropping in to make it vertical without any black bars and stuff like that? Correct. Yeah. I mean, essentially you upload a video to this and it starts to run its work and essentially uh, goes through and starts to automatically split the video into shots and then allows you to go shot by shot and adjust your shot each time to make it look better in that vertical video or even square video frame before you export it out. So this is a perfect uh, Instagram story or IGTV tool, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, and even even more so uh, for those tools, uh, especially I- IGTV, because you could uh, you could export the entire video out as one long video. But as far as stories go, you can go through and set an individual in and out points and then export those out individually if you just want the story versions. Interesting. Um, question when you upload instagram stories if it's longer than whatever their length is 15 seconds or something like that does it automatically split it or does it just crop it when you natively on instagram on instagram if you uploaded more than 15 it's gonna cut it off so that's why it's really cool that with this tool you can set those in and out points for exactly 15 second intervals is this crop video tool smart enough to kind of know what part of the video to crop or does it just go right down the center That's a great question, actually. So they even give you suggestions for cropping based on face and object recognition inside of it. Yeah. Killer feature right there. Very interesting. So like if there's a person in one part of your, you know, landscape video where there's a person on the left and later there's a person on the right, it's smart enough to know that and smart enough to suggest the crop be there or even to crop it there. Yes, exactly. And in fact, if the one person is talking and the other is not, you know, for the beginning of it, you ah. can have B 
be, oh, that person is, is a, that's a person they're talking, there's motion there. So that's where the, you know, the framing should be. And then later on, oh, it's the other person talking now. That's where the framing should be. This sounds like exactly the kind of tool a lot of people have been hoping for, for IGTV, doesn't it? Like it does. Yes. Even, I mean, I, I, <laughs> even for the journey, I could see this being this, really useful, right? That's just what I was about to say. Yes. <laughs> that is so cool. All right. Well, tell us about what the cost is and where we find it and all that stuff. Yeah, so you can find it by and find out more by going over to crop.video. That's a really easy URL. There is a free version that is kind of limited, to be honest, uh, but there's the, the next tier up, which gives you about a 24-hour access. So you could get a bunch of done, you know, work done in 24 hours with it. It roughly translates out to be $9.33 for that. What, what do you mean 20? You only have a day to access it? What does that mean exactly? Well, what from what I can tell, it's say, it's basically saying you've got unlimited videos, you've got unlimited, you know, ultra HD downloads and all of that kind of stuff, but you have access to the tool for 24 hours. Oh, so that, that's actually kind of pricey if you only have if it's that much just for 24 hours. Do they not right. have monthly yeah. pricing so, plans as well? There's other pricing here. There's an unlimited plan for pricing, which is uh, $46.88. I'm, trend, I'm, I'm reading the, uh, not the English, the uh, the US, the dollar translation over from the euro here on their site. Is that per so, month or is that unlimited? Per month, that one's a per month. So you know, for 50 for a month, unlimited, you know, across the board, everything that would get you. So again, if you're, if you're heavily into video and you want to be repurposing it over, and fine-tuning oh, it. It'll save you a heck platforms. of a lot of labor, right? If you think yes. about how much time it takes to edit a video, you're probably paying a lot more than $46 an hour for someone to do something like that. Exactly, yes. So. Um, and, and for the record, folks, this is none of the tools we talk about are paid. We don't. They don't pay us. We find this stuff. Eric finds this stuff and shares it. And, and uh, there is no compensation or anything along those lines, just to be clear. All right, where do people find that tool? Again, it is crop.video. Thank you so much, Eric. You're welcome. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. And now for today's interview with Todd Bergen. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Todd Bergen. If you don't know who he is, he is a live video and Instagram video expert. His course is called Instagram Live Podcaster. He's the host of the Grammar School Podcast, spelled G-R-A-M-M-E-R, and also the Entrepreneur Live Podcast. Todd, welcome to the show. Michael, thank you so much for having me. It's a great pleasure to be here today. Today, Todd and I will focus on how to use Instagram Live to create quality content you can repurpose elsewhere. So before we get into the whole Instagram live thing, I would love to just hear your story. How did you get here, Todd? Start wherever you want to start. Michael, I had a bike stolen when I was 13 years old. My parents couldn't afford to replace it. This is like 34 years ago. Okay. And I had never done any kind of work at that point at 13 years old. I was just focused on playing and having fun. And I started knocking on doors and making deals to mow lawns, rake leaves, lawn care kind of stuff. And that's kind of where I got into communicating with adults and my first taste in being an entrepreneur. Um, and ever since then, I mean, I'm just going to kind of speed through it because there's a lot involved there. But I went to college like everybody else did. I came out, I had a 
retail establishment in South Carolina, which was like a fresh market and uh, 14 employees. And I did that for a few years and I quickly realized that that wasn't going to be my calling in the long run. I had gotten married when I was in South Carolina. Uh, I moved to California to go to law school. When I was in law school, I became kind of an eBay and Amazon guru. This was around 1998. I, I bought a few things on eBay from my childhood. And huh. once I got them, I thought to myself, why, why do I have this stuff again? And so it turned me into a seller really quickly. And I started playing the news cycle and making lots of money on eBay based on what was popular in the news. Huh. Uh, same thing with Amazon. And um, fast forward to about 2009, after I you know, was practicing law for a number of years, I I got into firearms a little bit and um, bought a gun that was uh, bought some aftermarket parts for a gun that didn't work very well. And so I went out to find somebody to make a few parts for just me and my friends. And uh, that turned into a business, which I still run today, Um, does very well. Uh, So that was my first taste at, uh, you know, kind of building my own website and having a merchant um, presence on the Internet that was outside of Amazon or eBay. And, uh, that business kind of runs itself. I don't have any employees and it just, you know, I work it uh, twice a week and get things out. And, uh, you know, it, it got me out of practicing law. It got my wife out of working, uh, her six figure job. And, and so I have a lot of time to try other things. Um, so how did I, that transition into live video? I would love to hear that transition. You know, story. It, 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 it's funny. I went through several online entrepreneurial endeavors that uh, didn't work out the way I wanted them to. They were great learning experiences, but I decided in, I think it was 2015 that I wanted to help people become entrepreneurs online and kind of do what I was doing. And I actually worked with Jamie Masters a little bit. I think she was Jamie Tardy at the time. Yeah, totally. Uh, Eventual entrepreneur, right? Wasn't her, no, eventual millionaire was her podcast. Eventual millionaire. Yes. And Um, she was, you know, I worked with her to kind of write my sales and I started a business to help coach people into online endeavors called divorce the workforce. Mm. And, um, what I did when I was marketing divorce, the workforce was getting into live video. And I found myself talking more about live video and the tech behind live video than I did helping people get out of their day job. Mm. Um, and it started to dawn on me that it would be a lot easier for me to teach people live video and the various social media aspects of uh, working a live media account and a live uh, live video presence um, than it is getting people out of a day job. That That's something that could take years to do, but I could teach somebody how to build a studio in a weekend. Wow. So it just made sense for me to pivot and kind of drop the divorce, the workforce thing and get into live video. Uh, and I, I got into it. This is an interesting story. I think you'll enjoy it. I think your listeners will enjoy it. I, I got the flu. Um, and I, I think it was 2015, maybe spring of 2015, I got the flu. And at that point, at that point in the year, Gary Vaynerchuk released the book, uh, I think it was ask Gary V and I think Meerkat had just, maybe Meerkat hadn't disappeared yet. I mean, but anyway, he did what was called super eight and he went live on eight platforms at uh, one time for eight hours to promote this book. And it was quite a circus. And I laid in bed and watched the whole thing because I was home with the flu. And I, I decided, you know what? I want to master this. I want to be able to go live on multiple platforms at the same time, uh, build a community, reach out. I mean, I know Gary, you know, when you, when you kind of look at what Gary's doing and you try to emulate that, it's, it can be uh, daunting and frustrating and depressing even. But 
you know, he gave me a vision that you can broadcast to these multiple places and reach people all over the place uh, and do it well and have a lot of fun and change lives uh, quickly uh, with that's the people awesome. out there. That's so awesome. That's there. And then Instagram Live, what an interesting focus. Um, tell me tell me the quick version of how you got in, into Instagram Live, and then we'll transition over to some more questions that I have about Instagram Live. You know, coming off that Gary Vaynerchuk experience, my goal was, and I also got a lot out of Vincenzo Landino. He was one of the people early on that I, I saw doing what I wanted to do, and that was with lower thirds and bringing people on and having the split screen like you'd see on uh, the evening news. Right. Um, and so I worked up a huge, I built my studio from scratch. Um, and I, I learned, I didn't know any of this stuff. I, I figured it out on my own. I did take Cliff Ravenscraft's podcast class to kind of nail down the audio. And I took the audio past what he taught me, but he gave me a good foundation on the audio. Um, and I love his class. I don't know that he does it anymore, but anyway, um, I, I, I built up this ability to go live on multiple platforms by using multiple computers and wirecast and, and switchboard live, uh, which these things I still use. And then Instagram live showed up and it's so simple and there's none of this other stuff that I've worked up to and I'm proud of. And it's, and, and I can do some, some amazing things with live video, but Instagram live showed up and it, it kind of, it was refreshing because it's so easy to go live as a broadcaster. And it's so easy for consumers to find you. And quite honestly, uh, Michael, compared to YouTube and Facebook, the consumers are on Instagram when they're standing in line at the grocery store. They're in, on Instagram. Everywhere you go, people are on Instagram. And they find your live video where on Facebook and YouTube, people just aren't spending their day there in the same fashion. And Instagram has done a brilliant job of making it easy for everybody involved to create and find video content on that platform. It's fascinating too, now, now that we're in the era of the AirPods for the iPhone, which are these portable headsets that people like me have in their pocket everywhere they go. You can now put on your AirPods when you're stuck in line somewhere and you can listen to a live video, which is something you might not normally do. So uh, I would love you to talk about what the limitations are of Instagram Live because you kind of alluded at what some of the limitations are, but let's talk about that a little bit further. For those that are familiar with Facebook Live, for example, what can you not do on Instagram Live? Well, you know, anywhere else you have a lot of flexibility. As I said, uh, watching Vincenzo uh, back in the day, um, I, I wanted to do the lower thirds. I wanted to do the graphics and the screenshots and all the cool stuff that I saw him doing. And I, I taught all that to myself. That's non-existent on Instagram. Um, if you want to do tutorials, you can go on YouTube and you can go on Facebook and you can do, you, you can bring on a window from Safari or, or uh, whatever you're using. And you can put that on the screen and people can watch the cursor go around while you teach them things. That's not happening on Instagram unless you do some wacky, and I've tried this, where you do some wacky way of having two iPods face, or iPads facing one another and, and one's playing and one's uh, sending out the signal. Um, it just doesn't work well. Instagram uh, is really just a talking head platform. And sure, you can show off, you can turn the camera and, you know, maybe you catch a car wreck in action or you catch a really cool plane show. But it, for the most part, Instagram Live is going to, at least right now, is, is kind of a talking head platform without all the frills. It's, it's no frills broadcasting, but with that comes awesome power. Uh, like I said a few minutes ago, the ability to reach people, they're already on Instagram. Um, 
Instagram has been very brilliant in how they've gone about, I think, all the different ways you can do video on there and with the pictures. People just spend crazy amounts of time there and they're notified when you go live if they're following you. Uh, they get the little notification. If their notifications are turned on, they see your little avatar at the top um, when you go live. Um, and if you bring somebody in, of course, now you're showing up in two places. And um, it, it's just fantastic. Yeah, explain that for people that might not be familiar with that. Yeah, when, like, if Michael, if I were to have you come on my Instagram live, which I would be very honored someday if uh, we could do it, but if we came on, then your audience, anybody who follows, follows Michael Stelzner on Instagram is going to be notified that you're live. Hmm. And if it's my broadcast, of course, everybody on my side is going to be notified that we're live and they can come in and see it. And so if there's people in my crowd who are not familiar with Michael Stelzner, then they're going to get to meet him right now. And the same going the other way. If people from your crowd come in and they're going to be introduced to me if they haven't heard from me before, and they're going to have an opportunity to get to know me. And I know this might be kind of fast forwarding in our conversation a little bit, but it's an amazing way. In fact, I think it's the best way on Instagram right now that I'm aware of to grow a following of quality, interested people who are going to contribute to your presence and have some fun and learn from you. You can learn off them. It's just a great way to network, quite honestly. Um, I I think that you can confirm this is true, but you have to use your mobile phone on Instagram Live. Is that correct? And how long can you go for? Yeah, that those are a couple of drawbacks. Um, you can go live for an hour and there's a hard shutoff. I think it's at the two minute mark where a little number shows, a little countdown clock shows up at the top. And when it's over, it's over. It just turns everybody off. Right. Um, and yes, you are limited to a mobile device, but that can include tablets, um, tablets, phones. Um, I, I'm pretty confident there's no plans to do it uh, on a computer yet, but who knows? I bet at some point it, it comes around. Now, obviously, the advantage is it's published into the story platform and people can watch it. It didn't used to be that way. Do you remember that? It was like it was like in the beginning. It was pretty much you. You either watch it when it's live or you miss it. I'm glad at least that you can you can you know now go back and watch it for up to 24 hours. Um, and and I think if I'm not mistaken, can I save that to a highlights reel so that you can access it whenever you want? You can, right? You know what? That's a that's a good question. I do believe you can save your live video to the highlights reel, but quite honestly, I have never tried it. Yeah. I can't say for 100% certain, but you are correct. When it first came out, when it was live, it was live and it was over when it was over and you miss out. It was very Snapchat-like, um, but right. uh, yes, they've added that functionality where it stays up for 24 hours. And actually, this is another drawback to uh, Instagram while we're talking about it is, is it's, it's difficult to save your Instagram lives. It's been my experience, and I don't know if there's any hard and fast rules regarding this, but it's been my experience that when I go live as a solo broadcaster and don't bring anybody in and my video is fairly short, um, like you know, 15, 20 minutes, I'm given the option at the closing screen to save it. Mm. Um, when I, if I were to bring a guest in, I have never been given the option to save a video if I bring somebody in, even if it's just for a moment. So uh, that leads to some other problems I think we were going to talk about a little bit later. Well, let me ask you this. The quality of the video when you save it, how good of a quality is it? Is it like, are I, we talking like 1080p, but rotated kind of thing or 4k or I mean, how, what's the quality? I, I don't think it's 4k. It's, it's very good. When I, uh, save my videos, when I save them, you know, I, I haven't noticed any degradation in quality, um, maybe a little bit, but I don't know if it would be anything worth being concerned about. Um, 
when I play them back and record them with my iPhone, uh, which I know we're going to talk about uh, today, um, I think I get very good quality. Um, so I've, I've been pleased, quite honestly. Okay, so I don't know if you know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Uh, when you post to your Instagram story, you have the option to publish it to your Facebook story. And I'm wondering whether the same is true when you go live. Do you know? I don't think that you can. And also, I I have a business account. I've never been able to publish my Instagram stories to my business page. And because my business Instagram account is not connected to my personal page, when I've tried to do that, uh, use that functionality, I get nowhere. So for, I have for live account. or for stories in general? For stories in general. Well, here's the good news. We, we at Social Media Examiner have a business account and we are able to successfully post our Instagram stories to our Facebook page. Couldn't tell you exactly how, but um, we see them when we go into the insights inside of Facebook. Uh, there's a tab called stories under insights. Um, I just don't think we've ever, I haven't really looked to see whether the live stuff goes to, to the page or not, but that would be a fascinating, maybe somebody can tell us in the show notes. Um, all right. So now that we've talked about kind of the limitations of Instagram Live and some of the advantages. Are there any other advantages you want to talk about? Because it does seem like the simplicity of it is a huge advantage, right? Because you just push the darn button, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. And and some of the things we've covered, easy to use as a broadcaster, easy to use as a consumer. It has tremendous reach. Like I said, your whole list is notified that you're live. They see it up there at the top. People are on Instagram all day long. It really is the place that people just spend their day. Um, you know, when you have the uh, guests come in, you have two audiences that are reached. And right. if you if you think about it on Instagram, when you post a picture or a video to your news feed or do a, well, maybe a story's a little different, but particularly the news feed, um, people get a very limited amount of information about you. But with the live, they can they can hear you speak. They can see how you speak. They can, you know, read your facial expressions. They can, I mean, it, it's just an amazing place to make connections in ways that you can't do it anywhere else within Instagram. And even with stories, it's not real time. When it's real time, people can type things. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about live video anywhere, right? Is people can comment and you can respond to them immediately and then they can respond again. And you can have this conversation between somebody who's typing and somebody who's talking. And, and there's no other way to make that strong of a connection, I don't think. That's why I love live video. And on Instagram, it, it has great the, the, the rates of participation, I think, are fantastic. And the people that come in are very conversational. It's, it's just a great platform for getting to know people, networking, and grow. You know, everybody always asks me, because I have this podcast, Grammar School, how do I grow my account? How do I grow my account? It's the constant question. And, you know, there's a lot of answers to that. But if there was one functionality with Instagram that I think you can grow your account the best with people who are really going to matter to you and, and what you're doing, it's with Instagram Live. And I just want to encourage everybody listening who's never done Instagram Live. The good news is it's it's gone in 24 hours if you don't save it. And it's kind of a low-risk way for you to mess around with live video, as my, in my opinion. So if you have a good signal and you have your phone, which most everybody does, you could just go live for just a couple of minutes and at least begin to see what kind of comments you get from people, what kind of interaction you get from people. And maybe this would lead to more strategic content down the road, because I do think that like what you mentioned from the beginning, the the fact that it doesn't have all the bells and whistles that are normally there with Facebook, for example, um, makes it makes it so that you 
can just frankly just there's nothing stopping you. There's no barriers to entry. Okay, so now that we've talked pretty extensively about the pros and cons, I would love to talk about any tips that you have um, when it comes to creating an Instagram live. Uh, start wherever you want to start. Well, first off, um, and and I, I often don't practice what I preach, but one of the things is is just to go live often, go live consistently. Um, you know, find things that you think people are going to be interested in, and go on and talk about it. Connect with people on a regular basis. Um, you know, I think that uh, stabilizing your phone. I mean, I know that sounds kind of elementary. We all could, uh, you know, kind of figure that everyone would know that, but. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of using a tripod, whether it's sitting on a desk or even if I'm walking, I like to put my phone in a clamp and kind of hold it out or have it out from me. So, um, you, you, maybe you get some background. I, I love, uh, doing things like when I'm in a restaurant and there's a really cool ceiling kind of angling the camera to where I'm getting some of the ceiling in the background to, to kind of mix it up. And it doesn't always look the same, um, audio. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I want to talk sure. about the tripod thing. So do you have any recommended tripods? Because a lot of people, when they think of tripods, they think of things with camera adapters on them, but they're not thinking about their phone attached to a tripod. So what kind of tripods would someone look for when they're looking for something to connect with their phone? You know, I, I like the mini tripods because it's something I can throw in a backpack or have in the front seat of the car in case I need it. I'm not, I'm not talking, folks, about a 60 or 70-inch tripod that you're toting around everywhere. I'm talking about, you know, Cowboy Studio makes a nice little mini tripod. Something that uh, sits on a table, that kind of thing? Yeah, it's it's very small. Uh, my favorite one is from Archon Mounts. Uh, I can't remember the name of it very uh, right off the top of my head, but um, Archon Mounts has uh, great phone tripods, and they come with the clamp uh, because you're going to need a clamp to hold it. Um, when you but, say the clamp, do you mean it clamps it to a table, or do you mean it clamps your phone? I'm sorry, it clamps to the phone. So you've got the tripod, and then at the top of the tripod, you've got the little screw, and there's a clamp that goes onto the screw. The Archon uh, mounts or tripods come with that mount. If, if that's how you buy it, um, it. it makes and it these are easy. generally expandable things that just are spring loaded and you put the phone in there. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Exactly. Yes. And they're worth their weight in gold. Um, so you stabilize your phone. I, I know people who have done things like they're trying to lean their phone against salt shakers or a tomato can or something like that. And it, it wants to slide. Um, but stabilizing your phone is, is very important, uh, for the success of your live video. couple quick, uh, quick, quick more questions. This sure. Instagram live is, is vertical video, right? So, um, do we need a special kind of device that rotates the phone? Cause a lot of these clamps, um, that I've seen don't really, they're, they're more landscape than they are vertical. You know what I mean? They, they, I, the ones at Archon, I know they turn, you can have it either way. So Got you, it. You, it's on a, it's on a swivel and it just, you know, it just simply turns with the flick of a wrist. So oh, that's really good to know. Okay, good. Um, you mentioned some stuff about the, uh, the angle of the shot. And I would love for you to describe that a little bit more as far as how you frame yourself in the shot. Um, just because you do it all the time and not everybody has that kind of thoughts like should it just be your face for the most part or should you be really tiny i mean i imagine you might even want to be close enough you can read the comments right so what do you recommend yeah you need to be close enough to read the comments so that is going to put you pretty much entirely in the frame um and that's fine as long as you're going solo when you when you frame up yourself in your in your phone and you're going solo no problems but realize that if you bring a guest in the frame is going to change and oftentimes i'm having to adjust my phone uh, in order to accommodate for what uh, Instagram is doing to me. 
So that's another argument right there for having a, a small table tripod that uh, adjusts very quickly because you're going to find that half your face is cut off. So you need to angle it a little bit. If you're leaning against uh, soup cans, then uh, you might not be able to fix that in a heartbeat. Uh, explain um, to people that aren't familiar with, maybe they haven't seen uh, a guest. How does the, how does the frame change when a guest comes on? You know what? It, it's, I think it, it's like Brady Bunch, it, isn't it? Top, top, bottom kind of thing. It, it is. It's top, bottom, and then it shifts. So if you are when you're full frame and you're solo, and you've got your face directly in the center, when you go to the uh, the top bottom thing, half your face might be cut off. I think it's the top, or the, like your forehead will be cut off, and you've kind of got to adjust it mm. so that the camera's facing higher up rather than lower. Um, so that's something to be mindful of, and it's not a big deal. I mean, when when you go live, your audience understands what's going on. And I think the audience understands Instagram right. live for what it is. Cool. All right. What else did you want to mention? I think you were going down the audio trail there. Yeah. Audio. Um, it, it's really nice to upgrade your audio on Instagram. There's some opportunities where you're going live, where the onboard mic on your phone is going to be just fine. I find when I'm walking out in front of my house where there's no traffic, I can use the onboard mic and it sounds great. Um, if I'm in public, it might be nice to uh, use my Apple headset uh, or a lavalier mic um, to upgrade the audio just a little bit. Michael, one of the things that I've done is, um, because I've got the significant live video and podcast studio, is I've worked it to where I've got my, you know, my expensive uh, professional microphone that goes through my compressor and my mixer and all the equipment that makes the sound really rich. I figured a way to send that audio into Instagram live and I get tons of comments that people say, I just come in for, because it sounds so good. So people on Instagram really value when you can differentiate yourself with the audio. And if, of course you've got to have interesting conversation to go along with it. But, um, I've gotten hundreds of comments about the audio that I bring in. And, uh, that tells me that people are interested in hearing a better, you know, better sound. And we're not going to get into um, we're not going to get into all that technical nuance. But for the person who doesn't have the technical competency that you have, you did mention um, you did mention like just the standard headsets that come with your phone or wireless headsets. Do you find that something like that is sufficient? And does it make more sense to have a wireless headset? Like I use, you know, the AirPods um, just because you have a little more flexibility and you're not going to accidentally move, and then the whole phone falls over. Yeah, I, I don't. I I don't think it really matters. I I, I think one thing I I just thought of, and and surprisingly, as we've talked, I haven't thought about this before. But if you do use a pair of headphones, and um, you you know, you're going to be able to uh, you're going to be able to hear your guests. They're going to be able to hear you. Um, but that's about it. I mean, it's it's very basic stuff. All this is very basic. You you can take it uh, further. But I think for most people out there using Instagram Live, sticking with the basics and, and simply using your Apple headset is going to be enough or the, the earpods. Same thing. Got it. Okay, perfect. Um, anything else before we move on to my next question uh, as far as like the setup? Because what I want to ask next is how do you use Instagram Live to create content for other purposes? Because that's really the core of what we're here to talk about today. We, we're well, you're welcome to move on. I, I was going to throw in lighting if you can. Oh, yeah, please do. Talk about lighting because I know that's yeah. very important. If you can get yourself in good lighting, that's key on any live video, including Instagram. Um, it's not hard to do, and daylight uh, is sufficient. Lamplight is... I mean, you get to preview yourself before you go live, and if it looks too dark, find somewhere else to go. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, the ideal situation is to have the light coming towards your 
face, right? So like if you have a window, look towards the window as long as it's not blind. Sure. Exactly. Uh, okay. So so now that we've covered the, the basics for making you know yourself look good and sound good when you're live, um, let's talk about how you use Instagram to um, create content that you could um, end up using you know, elsewhere, if you will. Well, you know, I started, uh, I've got two daily podcasts and um, for a while there, I haven't actually been doing it lately as much, but I was doing a lot of interviews, uh, weekly interviews, and I got too busy. I, I've kind of shelved that for just a little bit of time. I'm going to be going back to it very soon. But um, I, I do, would do on my live video podcast, I would do uh, live video interviews where I would try cast and, and it would be the whole show, like the Vincenzo Landino style that I talked about earlier. But for the grammar school, the Instagram marketing and, and uh, Instagram how-to podcasts that I have, um, I thought the best place to record any of my interviews would be within Instagram Live itself, rather than like right now, folks, Mike and I are using um, Skype, and that's what most podcasters use. Um, but I decided, you know what, I'm going to do this inside of Instagram Live, and who knows, maybe I'm the first person on the planet to record a podcast there. I, I don't know. But um, so I ran into some big problems with that um, because I wanted to be able to capture the audio of my guest. And um, I don't want to go too far down this hole because it, 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 it's a convoluted mess talking about what I've done. But I did figure out, and, and you mentioned before the Instagram Live Podcaster, I did figure out and I teach how to, um, when you go live on Instagram and you bring a podcast guest into there and you record it externally in like a digital voice recorder, um, how you can do that. Um, and it took me months to figure out how to do this. And it boiled down to a few pieces of equipment and having the cord set up the right way. But I'm able to pump in excellent audio into the broadcast and pull the audio of my guest, which I have no control over whether that's excellent or not, but pull it out and record it externally. And for the folks out there who maybe don't have as advanced of, an, of a studio or, or the wherewithal, um, there are other ways to capture the audio. And uh, I know we were going to talk about that today, but doing simple screen recordings of your broadcast and then ripping that audio with an app um, is a, another way to do it. There's just more steps involved. And yeah. I've taken out all those steps. Let's talk about that a little bit. Like, um, So what I'm hearing you say is that you in the past, when you've gone live, you would bring on a guest, you would interview that guest, and somehow you would capture the recording of that audio, and then you would publish that as an audio podcast. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Exactly. And I know it's technical, but I think you might have alluded to one possible solution, um, which is a screen recording app. Is is that? Can we talk about that a little bit? Is there a way if your if your phone is plugged into your computer to somehow capture everything that's going on there without having all these wires and stuff, or is that not? Super simple. You know, I, I think you can do that. Um, I haven't done it that way. Generally, I'm a I'm a iPhone user. Uh, I, I imagine that the Android has a similar solution. But right when iPhone when Apple released, I don't know, it was a year, year and a half ago, the ability to do a screen recording of your iPhone. Right. I, I think this ability exists with an iPad. I think it was always there, but with the phone, it just came out within the last year or two. But um, you know, so what I would do is, is I would put my phone on mute and do not disturb all the different things. And then I would go into Instagram and I would, well, I would go into the, uh, to the iPhone, start recording the screen. Then I would go over into Instagram and I would play my own video live. You have 24 hours to do this, play the thing 
and you're recording it. It's capturing the video and the audio. And then you can take that file and put it in, you know, you could put it in an app. Ah, I love this. So basically what you're doing is you're going in post after you've done your whole interview and you're playing it again and you're capturing it on your phone. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes. Smart. And then um, I don't know if you're aware of the app ScreenFlow for the Mac. Are you familiar with that at all? I am. I'm not a master of it. I've used it a little. So you, you can, can you can too. also record through ScreenFlow whatever happens on your phone. Now, yes. I'm not 100% certain about the audio. So um, I have never actually tried this, but I have definitely... I have definitely, well, actually, no, it has done the audios because it's done the click sounds as I, as my finger was moving around and clicking on things. So you can record what happens on your phone through ScreenFlow just by plugging it into your computer. And I would imagine that's another way that you could capture the video directly onto your computer, um, which is kind of cool. And um, those are both two ways to do it, I would imagine. Now, if you're not bringing a guest on, there's, there's, you said there's a way that you can download your recording to your phone. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, and again, I don't know if there's any hard and fast rules because I haven't tried it in every different way. And one of the things about Instagram is, is there's a lot that we truly don't know. We can just assume that certain rules or parameters exist that if you do one thing, this is going to be the result. But I, I don't know that there's any way to confirm it. But right. whenever I've gone solo and whenever the, vid- the, the video has been, say, less than 20, 30 minutes, um, I've always been given the option to save it directly to my camera roll. You, when you close your live video, you go to a screen and it shows all the avatars with all the faces of the, or whatever the avatars are for the people that joined your broadcast. Um, and it gives you a few options like, do you want to post it for the 24 hours or do you want to discard it? And one of the options, I think it's in the top right corner, is a little dash with an arrow pointing down to it. And when you touch that, you can save it right to your camera roll. Now, this is where you can get cr- pretty creative because that video now on your camera roll is a vertical video that you can do all sorts of things with, I would imagine, right? You could re-upload it to an IGTV channel if you wanted to. Um, you could, I would imagine, put it up on Facebook uh, and you could just upload a vertical video to Facebook. I would imagine there's other things you can do with it. You could probably slice and dice it and use it in all sorts of different ways. Are you aware of anyone ever taking those um Instagram live videos, even if they're just a couple minutes and and downloading them and repurposing them? Well, I know I've seen people do it on IGTV. Right. Uh, um, and when you said slice and dice, something came to mind that I really hadn't thought of before is, is you could do that. You, since it's vertical video, you know, Michael, I tried this one time. I, w- I took some of my vertical videos and put them on YouTube. And, and since they don't fill the landscape mode, I shrunk the vert- vertical videos down and I put a background like a card that had a, you know, like a lead magnet or something that told people they could go here and get a freebie or something. Right. And people would reach out to me and said, I really wish that was in widescreen. And I'd say, well, you can't put a vertical video into widescreen. Well, I bet you could crop, you could go into something like Premiere Pro and cro- say you and I are on uh, Instagram live together. We could crop you out first and take the entire video of your hat, your half of the screen and and put it on a landscape mode and then do the same with mine and then go throw it on YouTube. You could probably repurpose it that way. I think you can because I have seen some really creative uses of uh, 16 by 9 video being split down the middle and stacked. And I would imagine if you had a guest and somehow you were able to get that recording downloaded, you could you could slice it right down the middle and put them side by side. And all of a sudden, it's probably going to fill a 16 by 9 format. I've also seen things on TV, which I'm sure you've seen where they, they have vertical video and then they have kind of this reflective thing on the left and right instead of just gray bars. 
and it just kind of is like almost like an echo reflection of what's going on. I, I think there's just a lot of possible applications. I know that you can upload vertical video to Facebook. I also know that you can crop vertical video if you wanted to and make it more like, um, uh, you know, more like a slightly taller square. Sure. <laughs> so I would imagine like if it's just a talking head, then you probably have a lot of dead space potentially below the talking head and you could turn it into a square video. And well, then with that square video, you can put that everywhere, can't you? You can. And there's an app out there that I'm really fond of. It might cost a couple bucks to get the, uh, to unlock the uh, watermark or whatever, but it's called Square Ready. And Square Ready has, uh, well, they might have multiple apps. Can you spell it, by the way, just so people know how to look for it? Square, S Q U A R E. Ready, R-E-A-D-Y. Okay, perfect. I thought you were saying Square Eddy, so that's good. Oh, yeah, Square Ready. So Square Ready I use to create 1080 by 1080 content for the Instagram newsfeed. And they have two Square Ready apps that I'm aware of. There's a photo app and there's a video app. So if you capture your live video and it's just you as a talking head, and let's say there's a minute uh, there that that's really just awesome content that you think you want to share out on your newsfeed, or maybe you have a guest come on. You could do this with them too. Uh, you know, Michael, if you came on my show and, and you said something profound, and I could I could take Square Ready, and I could take the whole entire vertical video, and I could take Square Ready, and I, actually I might have to trim it to that moment first in the in the camera app or whatever, and 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 just get that one moment that I want. But then I can go into the Square Ready app and within seconds, I can have a perfectly cut 1080 square for the Instagram newsfeed. Square Ready is one of my favorite apps. That is totally cool. So is that a desktop or a mobile app? That's a mobile app. So it just pulls in the video and allows you to edit it and crop it however you want. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, you say? I mean, and it even has other, you can put, uh, you can put words on it. You can put, uh, I mean, there's some other things in there. You can put a frame around it if you want to get clever with the frames. Um, but, uh, you can take a video. I mean, of course your newsfeed has to be a minute long. So you'd have to do some editing outside of square ready because I don't think square ready cuts the video down, but it's not hard to do that. You can do that in your camera app. Um, there's all sorts of apps that, uh, will cut your, uh, you know, cut your content down, but, um, yeah, you can go right into square ready and create something really cool for your newsfeed. Absolutely. I think my last question has to do with the kinds of content we could create when we go live. Um, I know that you talk about stuff all the time and maybe some people that aren't as comfortable with the idea of, you know, just bringing on a guest and having to deal with all that uncertainty that could happen with two different people on different networks on mobile and all that fun stuff. Um, if they just want to go live and talk, what are some of the things that you've done in the past and what are the things, some of the things that others have done in the past that maybe don't require them to like talk for 30 minutes? Any thoughts on what you've seen or what you've done? Well, I'll tell you, uh, one of my favorite creators out there is Chris Strub and he does a lot of walk and talk, uh, live videos. And I think walk and talk live videos are fantastic. I find when I try to do them, I end up, I have one or two viewers by the time the thing is winding down and they're so engaged and, and it went an hour because these two people or something are, are really engaged. You know, you get some drop off when you go live that long um, and you usually wind up with just a few people. But uh, the walk and talk lives are great because, I mean, you can be anywhere and you can talk about an experience. Now, Chris Strub did one. I think he did it on Facebook. I don't think it was on Instagram, this one in particular that I saw. But he was having a really bad day and something happened to his car. He had a problem with his tire. And he, he's always traveling about if you don't know Chris Strub, look him up. Uh, 50 states, 100 days. He, he's just phenomenal. But he was somewhere that wasn't, uh, 
his hometown, which is very common with Chris. And um, these people at this tire dealership went over and above helping him out, making sure that everything was going to make his day better. And I mean, he was in tears and he was, he did a, he did a kind of a walk and talk live in the parking lot of this tire dealership and just talking about the people there and how they were treating him and making him feel and how gracious and appreciative he was um, that they were kind of coming in on a day that he was, I think it was a difficult day. Maybe he, somebody he knew died or something happened. Like it was a bad day already. And, um, and it was a moving video. And I had talked to Chris, uh, he did a podcast with me and we, we talked about this video and he said it was one of his most successful videos. You know what I think is interesting about this is there's a couple of things. First of all, the the background is changing, right? Because he's in motion. Yes. There's uncertainty about what's going to happen next when someone's walking. I've done this kind of stuff where I've hiked, you know, um, and I've I've had my selfie stick with me and basically just started hiking and I've had flies fly on my mouth. I've tripped, <laughs> you know, all this craziness. I've watched, I've watched yours. Yeah. yeah. And it's just it's just kind of an unusual kind of scene, scenery. And then you get a chance to just have a conversation. And also tell a story. And I think that's what's kind of fun is you can just go live and say, hey, let's talk about this. And you start off with the story. This is the experience that I had. And you just kind of see where it goes. Is that actually really all you need to get started with Instagram Live? That's all you need to get started. And one of the things that I, you know, I, I came to social media marketing world uh, last year and I spent a lot of time at the live video tables. And a lot of the people that showed up that hadn't done live video yet, I would ask them what their objection was, what was holding them back. And they all said, well, you know, I don't have anything to talk about. And I don't know, you know, I don't know, I don't really know what my message is going to be. And one of the things that I've always told people is, is that I've kind of coined the phrase fluff sells. And if I heard somebody else say that and, and I stole it, I, I didn't, I don't realize that I did. But, you know, people like to hear day-to-day routine stuff in addition to uh, commentary and, and discussion on your mission and, and your passions. Um, and things like, uh, you show up at a restaurant and you have, you want to order a Coke and they, you know, I'm sorry, sir. We only serve Pepsi. I mean, you know, you can get great mileage out of conversations about things like this. They're relatable events. People understand them. They, they, you can make connections with people in amazing ways. And so when people tell me, I don't really have anything to talk about, well, it's just like, you know, I, we were at social media marketing world and I told, there was a girl and she said, uh, I, I don't know what to say. And, and so I started saying, well, have you ever been to San Diego before? And she said, no. I said, have you ever been to social media marketing world? No. I said, well, there's two great things right there. I said, how do you like your lunch? And she said, you know, it was okay. And I said, well, that could be a conversation. I mean, who did you see speak this morning? Well, I saw Sue Zimmerman or I saw, um, you know, Owen Video or, you know, and well, what do you think of them? Maybe you talk for five minutes about something you learned from Sue or from Owen. These are, these are things that you can talk about. They, it doesn't have to be this planned out research project. Just hit the button and start talking with your friends. And one girl at Social Media Marketing World started crying. I said, I said you need to turn on, Inst- you know, what do you have, Instagram? She said, yes. I said, let's go live right now. Did she do it? She, she, she did. It took a little prodding and yep. I forget what her name is, but um, we, we went live and her husband and some friends came on and when she got off, she was crying. She was so happy. She said, I can't believe it was that easy. That was awesome. And I said, now there you go. You're started now. All you had to do was do it once. Awesome. Well, Todd, um, I would love it if you would tell people where they can discover more about you and where they can, you know, find you, follow you, all that fun stuff. Michael, thank you so much. And I want to thank you for having me on your podcast. It's a, it's a great honor to be here with you. I've met you on several occasions and um, I've always enjoyed what you do. I've seen you speak on stage and, and I think you're fabulous. So being here on your program has been a, a real honor uh, for me. And folks, if you uh, want to find me, I am uh, 
Todd.live is how a lot of people even refer to me. I think there's people out there that don't even know my name is Todd Bergen. They just know me as Todd.live. But uh, that's my web address, www.todd.live. And I'm most responsive on Instagram of all places at Todd.live. I treat the private messaging there like a text service and I respond to people very quickly. I have a few products and uh, on my website on the products page. And then I have uh, my two podcasts that Michael mentioned, uh, Entrepreneurial Live Video and Grammar School. And I'd love to have you along for that ride. The Grammar School is doing very, very well. I started in December and my audience already is quite amazing. So uh, it's been an exciting ride. Well, Todd, thank you so much for coming on and uh, demystifying Instagram Live and sharing all your wisdom. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's interview. If there was anything we mentioned and you missed it, we take all the notes for you. Simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 318. New to the podcast? Hit that subscribe button. Regular listener, thank you. This brings us to the end of another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.